This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Woody. I am Sarah. And this is the one with the Q&A bit, the question and answer show, where we read your AEW questions, and we try our best to answer each and every one of them. Yes. And it has definitely been a newsworthy wrestling week. A lot going on with, with Cody, but also with, with TK's huge announcement. Uh, you know, there's some big deal he's working on, so there's... There's a lot going on. There's always a lot to talk about with AEW and with wrestling, period. So um, so we're about to do that. But before we do, I want to remind everyone to check out all of our content, our Dynamite Rampage reviews, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Also, please give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can can also follow the channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. And if you enjoy what we do, please give us a five-star review on Spotify or iTunes. And don't forget to hit the notification bell on Twitter. All right. So, Sarah. Yeah. Are you ready to A those cues? Uh, yes. All right. Question number one comes from Costa Rick. Hello. Coaster says, I'm back. Where you been? Where have you been? Yeah. Uh, so you, you need to answer that question for us. But here yeah, is, let us know. here's his question. With all these big boys in the face of the Revolution ladder match, who would you pick to be the small one among the Giants who will be a believable winner? Mm. You need to go have a look at the roster? Um... Because believable winner is is the key there. Because when you've got these big horses that you're in there, the, the people in it right now are are Wardlow, Keith Lee, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. So it's, I it's mean, hard to be before believable. before we did, I just said Darby, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Darby's <laughs> already had his shot again, hasn't he? So. You know, and that's a good point because he, he did have a shot where Andrade's getting a shot, correct? Yeah. So this could lead to, hey, they had their shots. They're still trying to get it. They could be put in the face of the Revolution ladder match. For all we know, so Darby could still end up in it. You would think not, yeah. but there's, there's still a possibility. A hundred percent. And, like, yeah. obviously Darby's always going to be a name that you bring up. Mm-hmm. Where the big guys are involved because for some reason he just likes being thrown <laughs> around like a rag doll. Um, yes. Each to their own. Um, <laughs> apart from that, uh, believable <laughs> believable winner is still the tough one. There's some high flyers yeah. that can do to take some bumps, but yeah. believable is tough. The only and he's not. I guess he would still be considered a high flyer, uh, but I I consider him more of like a just a a hybrid now, a submission guy. And he does 
a couple of high flying moves, and that's Pack. Um, yeah, but he's course, not a smaller guy, though, is he? he, he well, he's <laughs> not. And, I, and Pack, if you're listening, I'm not calling you small, dude. <laughs> but but compared to the three horses that are in it, yeah, he's kind. I mean, you know, he, he's not. He's not a big guy. Pack's never been. He's put together, but he's not like a seven footer. He's not like a big, big guy. You know, he's just a uh, like a a ball of fire, though. I mean, he's 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 he's. he's I love how you're trying to dig yourself out. I'm of trying this my hole. best, dude, just in case he's listening. Dude, it is so funny. But you know what I mean. Compared to those three guys, he's not big compared to those three dudes. Um, right. Pound pound for pound, probably the the most powerful person in the company. Pound for pound. Uh, but he's just not that size. So I could see him being in there now. Is he somebody that's going to take those bumps uh, that, you know, be thrown around? I don't know that he can be thrown around like a Dante Martin or or like Darby. No, uh, but he could do some amazing stuff off of the ladder, though. And that's kind of where my mind goes. I mean, I could see the black arrow off the ladder, you know, mm. that kind of situation. I mean, don't, please don't come kill me back. Please don't come kill me. <laughs> um, see, that's the thing. Like, my mind automatically goes to Derby. Yeah. And then he could still end up in this. I still think oh, that's yeah, a possibility. Yeah, I know. It's just like, yeah, it's such an obvious answer. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you get quite a few people taken out of the picture because obviously, like, Jungle Boy's busy, MJF's busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you start narrowing it down a bit. Sammy obviously has it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you can't put Sammy in it. Yeah. Um, uh, you could somehow get Orange Cassidy in there, possibly. Um, I know he's he's kind of tied up with the, you know, he, he was having the stare down with, with Switchblade Jay White on Rampage, but it's still not something he's locked into, like, that he can't mm. be free of by the time we get to, you know, a couple of weeks when we get to Revolution. He could win a qualifying match and be in it just like that, so. Um, what yeah. happens if, and this is me just going off on a tangent. Yeah. What happens if it's Darius, Dante's brother? Oh, he makes a return and wins a qualifying match. Mm. Mm, the yeah. only reason I'm saying that is <laughs> because, and this is where it happens again, but on Ethan Page's blog uh-huh. last week, he yeah. walked by where the photo shoot bit happens, and Darius, Dante, and Sky Blue are all in matching gear having a photo shoot. Ah. <laughs> Welcome back from injury, Darius. Uh, you're going to be in the face of the Revolution ladder match with three monsters. <laughs> Good luck. The uh, you I might mean, be on the injured list like, again fairly soon. I, it's just like the only like yeah, credible smaller high fire <laughs> hey. ladder thing I can think of hey, apart this, from Derby. You know what? This <laughs> thing could it, it could go the opposite direction. It could be just all big horses in this. We could just there could be no small guys in it. Uh, we could just have three more big guys get in. It could be somebody like Jake Hager. Uh, what, what if what if Miro returns and Miro is in this thing? Lance Archer's in it. Lance Archer, yes. It could just be like just big guys. That could be that could be the way to go. Mm. Um, but what if it's what if it's all big guys and one small guy and you got the, the one little what guy? If what if it's all big guys? And Marco. 
Marco. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Marco. You know what? I want to see that now. Book it. <laughs> Book it, TK. Book it, TK. All right. Uh, on to the next questions. These are a couple of questions from Slick. Oh, Slick. Yeah, Slick's having a rough week uh, yeah. with the Cody situation. Um, assuming we get Jeff Hardy. Yes. What are some tag matches you're looking of them. forward to? Every single one. I couldn't even get to the question. She's so excited. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. Everyone. Every match. And also, match. because if he actually comes into AEW, the hubby has promised me he will be watching more closely. <laughs> there are multiple benefits from the, Jeff Hardy yep. showing up in AEW. Um, obviously, you know, Young Bucks, Hardy Private Boys. Private party. Right. Private party, Hardy Boys. Lucha Brothers. FTR. Red FTR. Dragon. Red Dragon. Just for the hell of it, 2.0. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, Jurassic Express. Just to see yeah. what Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus can do in the ring with them, I think would be, would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, God, Top Flight. Uh, when they return, yes. Uh, but I think I think the one I, that I think most people would be that would be the the big one that you would build to would be Young Bucks um, yeah. and Hardy Boys. I think that's and I mean that's the one that would be put up on the pedestal that you're like that's what we want to see. What everybody would be wanting to see. I mean, like you know, if a certain Edge would like to vacate. <laughs> And come <laughs> to the land of, you know, black and gold. Uh, when, when's and it? And team up with his mate. <laughs> what, when's that deal up? When is uh, that deal 2024. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool, too, to see, to, I mean, if even if Edge is not coming, um, to see, like, Jungle Boy team with Christian to take on yeah. the Hardy Boys. That would be cool. Yep. Um. So there, there's you a list, Slick, of matches we would like to see. Just just the um, Hardy Boys being bunch. everybody. Take your, oh, my take, God. Take Hardy Boys and something to do with Ricky Starks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we could go, like, ooh, Ricky and Hook. Let's do it. Yes, Ricky and Let's Hook. There's it. another guy you Let's could put it. in the face of the ladder match. Uh, but that wouldn't, that wouldn't be fair to anybody else in the face of the Revolution ladder match. That just yeah, I know. That but, would not be fair. I would but, hate to b- bury all three of those big guys. But, but the thing is, though, is like Cody has crushed Hook's dreams because he did say to him after a taping, would yes. you all want me to see me wrestle Hook one day when we come back in? And was like, yeah. And, and then he like abandoned us all. But as we speak, there I still haven't I still haven't heard that there is ink to paper yet. I still haven't I haven't heard that, so it's still possible. Still holding out mm. hope. <laughs> All right. Bit like the hangman. <laughs> will we ever? His slick's next question is: Will we ever get an AEW calendar? Um, hmm. I mean. I don't use calendars. <laughs> I don't either. Um, I we get a calendar every year from my mother for for Christmas, but it's, it's for, more more for for our daughter than for us. It's like a Disney calendar thing. Uh, but I, I don't think we ever use it. I hope my mom yeah. doesn't listen to this. I don't think we ever really use it. Big wrestling um, fan, is she? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's listened to me um, unless she's listening because she wants to hear her baby talk. Yeah. Um, 
Best know how she sounds. And have like random thoughts about stuff that literally makes no sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I would be. I think that'd be cool though. I mean, yes, but as long as John Moxley's Mr. September for my birthday, I will be happy. Mr. <laughs> September. Yeah. So that's the only the only thing. We if if AEW, if anybody's listening, that's in charge of the calendar department. Department. <laughs> if there's like a calendar department, make sure we get Moxley for September for Sarah. And Please. and get and get the bucks on mine. How about that? Get the get the bucks in December. Let's do that. Mm. Make it a super kick. I don't like party. December anyway. So <laughs> you do now because that's when I was born. It's got to be awesome, right? Uh, <laughs> All right. Next question. Mark was born in December. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You got a couple of reasons. I got one reason. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> your top his his final question. Slick's final question is your top favorite and least favorite wrestlers swap gimmicks who's switching and and does it get over uh, so, 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 <laughs> you swap it you gotta pick your worst that's 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 hard to pick on the AEW roster yeah not a whole lot of people i don't like but you know you gotta pick somebody they who's your least varying, varying degrees of like <laughs> apart from like my top guys everybody yeah. else is kind of interchangeable and it's um, good it is good timing with this with slick because cody's officially gone so she can't pick cody she can't pick mm. him as her least favorite gimmick it's i know i'm literally stuck these days yeah now um, you, yeah I'll, I'll go with mine you want to go ahead and do mine while you're thinking yeah do yours right, okay if it involves um, Moxley at any point and it's not a good thing, don't say it. I'm not picking Moxley. He's not my favorite. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hangman Adam Page would be my favorite. And my least favorite, I'm sorry, it would be Peter Avalon. He's not with uh, AEW anymore. He's not with, he's still on the roster page. He's not with mm-hmm. AEW anymore? I don't think so. No, I think he's like he can come in as like a yeah, um, like pay yeah. per appearance thing. Well, but... I'm I'm counting him because he's on a pay per appearance. He's not like gone, gone, gone yet. He's, he's not still... a Cody. No, yeah, he's still. So Sorry, I'm, ca- I'm I'm counting for <laughs> I'm counting him for the sake. I keep forgetting whose question it is. <laughs> I, I I didn't get a, a Tony Khan tweet saying farewell to Peter Avalon. So by gosh, I'm choosing Peter Avalon. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's it's the librarian gimmick. I know it's not the librarian gimmick. He he wasn't using that recently. He was Peter, uh, pretty Peter Avalon. Yeah. But I'm going with his librarian thing, and we'll even say Leva Bates because she's still technically the librarian, correct? The last I saw her, she was still doing it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That gimmick though, I I never 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 liked that gimmick. So yeah. we're gonna swap that, put that with on the Hangman Adam Page, and the chance uh, would be Cowboy. Sh- Cowboys. <laughs> That's what they are anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I say it, uh, especially when I'm around my dog. And when, and when, um, when JR says it's Cowboys, she is neat. Oh, gosh, I hate that. I know. I hate that. I love JR and all that, but I hate that. Um, yes. Um, so that. And the, I guess you would have the anxious millennial cowboy, Peter Avalon. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I really, I don't think anxious millennial cowboy peter avalon would get over but i got a feeling cowboy shh, like really the, the 
the quiet chance. Cowboys. Cowboys. I think that might get over. I think. Have you could... heard an AEW crowd? <laughs> <laughs> so in all quiet. In all seriousness, yeah, it's not getting over. But it would be funny to hear them try to try to do the chance. Mm. All right. How um, about you? Yeah, you have you've had plenty of time now that I've ran my mouth. The thing is, though, it's like I don't hate. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's, it's le- I, least favorite. Least favorite. Not if I want to do them. a gimmick swap, uh huh. I, I just I I love it so much. Okay. Um, Orange Cassidy. Hmm. To swap with Daniel Garcia. <laughs> So we have Danny Garcia doing the pocket stuff. Yeah. Huh. Denim, sunglasses. All right. Uh, and Orange Cassidy coming out with a towel around his neck and little trunks. I cannot see just a straight up full time intense Orange Cassidy. I can take him in intense and small small bursts like we have, but just to come out really intense and run in his mouth like Garcia, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's so funny. I don't but think, I, 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 the reaction of like 2.0 with like Daniel Garcia just being so laid back and cool would just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> does it does it get over? No, of course not. No, no. <laughs> All right. Daniel Garcia is Daniel Garcia. There is no way you can yeah. swap that guy out. There you go. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to some questions from Ted the Hillbilly Hill. With so many wrestlers that we would love to see the TNT title on, will we we see that belt have even shorter reigns to have more talent hold the belt? No. Mm. Mm. I'm going to lean yes. Not always, but I think think with some people, those reigns are going to be shorter. I, I think that because it's... With the TNT title, you defend it more often. So you could look at, say, Sammy's TNT title reign. Yeah. And then we can also look at Hangman's title reign as, as champion. He could hold that belt a lot longer, but defend it a lot less than Sammy would defend his. Say, if he just had a, a one month reign, he would probably have defended his title twice as much as Hangman on page. It's just because the title is not defending as often the AEW World Title. TNT title gets defended like a TV championship back in the day, where it's always being defended. So it's almost tougher to hang on to. So I think you could you could see it change hands a lot more often than the AEW World Title. So you could have shorter reigns, but more defenses. Um, I agree, not to have the same length as the AEW title. Yeah, but what I don't want the TNT title to become is a hot potato and it's a 24-7 championship. No. And, no, no, yeah. but just this is not what I'm saying bad. for like, like it swapping all the time to keep the prestige of the title that Cody, yeah. meh, Brody and Darby have like raised it to. Yeah. You don't want to then diminish that by just like, you know, throwing it about. So I no. think, yes, the, the defense yeah. is 100% like every week. And stuff like that. I just think if you want to keep the range shorter, probably mm-hmm. like two to three months. Yeah. But I don't. I think anything less than a month is just like 
Yeah. Not a good look. Now, I don't think we're going to bounce it around like on a weekly basis or anything like that, but I do. I, I think like if you, if it, if it ends up and I think it will at some point, and it's going to be awesome. If it ends up on somebody like Brian Danielson, I think at that point, get the dude a year reign with the TNT title. You know what I mean? Let that run really long. Um, but I think others, I even say with Sammy, um, you know, he, as long as it's getting defended a lot, I think it could, um, it could add something to it that it's like a fighting title that it's defended all the time. Not hot potatoed at all, but I think it could, it could help with shorter runs. But I do agree. Like you said, not it, it, it's got to be a little. You could mm. work in like just a month to rain every now and then. I wouldn't, wanna, yeah, I, to your point, I wouldn't want to see it be you get it a month, you get it a month, and like then yeah, you've yeah. had 12 champions. But I think you could yeah. sprinkle in like a, a month long rain every now and then. I think it'd be okay because of how often it's defended, but mm. but yeah, we don't uh. want we don't want it being 24 7 champion for sure. No, <laughs> Um, also, Ted asks, do you think AEW will ever do a two-day pay-per-view like WrestleMania has become? No, please, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> AEW pay-per-views, please keep to them four hours and under. That's all I need. Yeah, um... I, I don't think I would want to see a two-day pay-per-view. If you did... If you did, I would do like pick one all out and let all out be the big event and let that be like that and make it, you know, and they got the roster size obviously to do it. You know, we we talk about how Mm. how big the roster is now. There's so many stars. Um, I don't, I personally, like you, I don't want to see a two day pay per view. I like the way things are set up. I don't mm. think it's totally necessary with the with the four pay per views they they have set up and and they're they're and let them run three to four hours if you need to for the for the one show. But yeah. if, but if you had to pick one, uh, I would do all out and let all out be that that big time show to make it stand out from the other three because as it stands, there's not really one that stands out as the the top show in my opinion you may look at it differently yeah i do actually <laughs> you you do well what, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which one in your perception stands out as, as as the and i hate to put it as aew's wrestlemania and i say that because you know that's what people look to as the show yeah. i don't watch it anymore but but you know as the wrestling world everybody refers to that as like the the, the big show you know mm. so what would you say was was aew's for me personally and it's just because of the t- where it's placed and the fact that, you know, things in AEW make sense and they have, you know, peaks and troughs and, you know, beginnings, middles, more middles, more middles, ends and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Revolution for me is such an important pay-per-view okay. um, because you've got obviously everything that ends at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. All the records are reset. Yeah. Then you've got all these feuds that are either bubbling over from the year before um, and just getting to the middle or bubbling over from midway last year coming to an end or just starting to bubble so you're just getting into it now. Yeah. And it sets you up for what the rest of the year is going to look like. And similarly to me, 
um, full gear is the next important one because it's the bookend. Oh. And things start to tie up yeah. with certain things. Not everything gets tied up with yeah. a pretty bow, but most things start to come to like a rough conclusion or you can start to see the beats like line up a bit more and then you wait for the next year. So that's just yeah. my take on it. That's interesting because it's you're completely completely opposite. If I had to pick one or two that were going to be the top ones, they would have been all out or double or nothing. That's so yeah. funny that you'd have went the other way. Um, and I don't have any particular reason, to, really double or nothing, because it was the one that kicked the whole thing off. Mm. And so I, it holds that place in my heart as wow, that was the first AEW pay per view. It feels like a, such a big deal compared to the others, yeah. but all out just always had that it, it, i guess it was the it was the tie-in to all in that kicked really everything off even though all in wasn't an official aw pay-per-view that was really what started the revolution mm-hmm. um so the tie-in with the name I always had in my mind all out is a really really big deal whether it's ever meant to be or not it just had that the connotations with the name mm-hmm. um that's interesting, though. So I would love to y'all listen to this show. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Because, again, in my mind, even though we just mentioned this, I've never really thought one pay-per-view truly yeah. stood out over the other. And uh, the fact that AEW doesn't make yeah, a point of it as well is really they're letting you mm-hmm. leave it to your interpretation. So should they? focus on one that as tab was saying because that's kind of the point like if you made one of these shows a two-night event and made it stand out from the others is that a good way again i'm not a i'm not a fan of the two-night show but is that a way to differentiate that show from all the others to hey this is the the crown of our pay-per-views this is the big one this Mm -hmm. is the one where everything builds to this or should they just let it all be fairly even. Yeah, um, they should just leave it is because they leave a lot up to yeah. us as the fans and audience to decide yeah. what? who we cheer for, who we want to push, and all that type of stuff. Yep. I don't think they'll start dictating which is the big show. Um, they treat them all relatively as big yeah. as they are, and that's why we get like the little mini TV yeah. pay-per-views, if you will, yep. um, which they also treat as big deals big deals yep you just don't have to pay for them so y'all let us know what you think i'll be interested to hear what what y'all think if you think that there is one that sticks out to you now that you consider the big one of the four or mm-hmm. if you think they're all equal now and uh, if you'd like to and also because out. for me because they are spaced out yeah as like every quarter yeah it doesn't feel like the jocks in for position to be the main event where with wwe every month and one has got to be the biggest one out there yeah. because otherwise you can't compare True. anything. Where because True. the AEW is so spread out, they all have their own room to breathe and to be what they are. They can all feel just as big as the others. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. This, the, the, the lack of, of having so many pay-per-views does make them all feel special. Yeah. Very good point. Thank you. Uh, one more question from Ted. If he says, if I grant the producer of my podcast his release, should I waive his 90 day no compete clause? Um, uh, hang on. Let, let me ask him, Ted. We'll find out. Hey, hey, 
Should he waive your your call so you can go ahead and start working for us? Yeah, um, Ted, we think you should definitely, um, definitely release. Uh, go ahead and, and waive that no compete clause. Definitely. Yeah, because we need all the help we can get. <laughs> yeah, so I'll uh, I'll let you know what he says, and then we'll get back to you. Okay. All right. We got yeah, a big so, deal. We got a big deal. Okay. Cool. So. We got that out of the way. By I the mean, way, I mean, and, I and know. check out Ted's podcast, by the way. Uh, 100%. The Hill Truth. Look it up. iTunes, Apple. Spotify. Spotify, whatever else. Yeah. But also, just on the producer thing, uh, he he did say he was the face of the revolution for producers, but he lied. <laughs> oh. You can't believe anything people say these days. A little, little more Cody love. Speaking of Cody love, Cronky to think that Cody leaving has got Sarah in all kinds of moods, all in her feelings. Is this true, Sarah? Um, <laughs> depends what feelings and moods you're on about. Because we all know Sarah loves Cody. That's that's I think that's where we're going with this. Look, not to bash our friend Slick over the head with it, but Cody Corner is now painted in black. Like the entire, like, you know, American flag has gone. Um, and like all like the Golden Eagle thing, that's gone. We've now got like spooky, um, like, you know, <laughs> spooky drapes and spooky everything. Okay. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, just don't believe a guy that says he's not going to go heel and then bloody well does it. <laughs> I think that, I think, I think that's your answer. I think we've we've got an answer now. So <laughs> she, she is definitely in her feelings, just in a whole different kind of feeling. Yeah. All right. I'm not uh, bitter. Just disappointed. Our final question is from Kevin. Hey. Good one. Kevin says, this is pretty long. I'm going to read every bit of it because that's what I do. Uh, I feel like we have two great stories for the women that have a parallel payoff. With Jade and Serena both have a loss coming that will be an upset and a big deal. I was thinking one loss could come from someone up and coming and the other could be from out of nowhere. I also feel like the out of nowhere loss should be to someone not even on the roster right now. To you guys, which should be which? Who loses after a buildup and who loses out of nowhere? I think that Jade needs a build-up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think if we're keeping her um, kind of heating her up as like this absolute dominant force, you can't just have someone surprise her and beat her personally. If you I do, think... it's got to be somebody well-known. Yeah, somebody it's got to be something be strapping ridiculous. A to. Yeah. Um, so for that instance, somebody you've got to build up. And for me, someone you build up would be Ty Conti more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But with regards to Serena, it's difficult because for the up and coming side of things, a lot of females on that roster could be classed as that. Yeah. But... Uh, wh- I don't. I think it's easier to do the out of nowhere thing with Serena. Yeah. Because uh, it's the rookie challenge. So you would say a rookie would be somebody that's new to AEW. Mm-hmm. So you could debut somebody 
well known, say Athena. Uh, mm-hmm. You could debut her as a rookie in AEW, even though she's absolutely not a rookie, um, but would qualify in that rookie challenge because they would be new to AEW, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you you could debut somebody that way and have her beat Serena. Um, yeah. I think it would be easier to do the debut the, the out of nowhere that way. Yeah, 100%. Because, <clears throat> like, with Serena and stuff, she's already at the top of, like, you know, the peak, if you will. So mm-hmm. it's it's not for her. It won't damage her in any respect. But if you did it with Jade and somebody just came in and took the belt off her, you've got a bit of a problem, the fact that you've just built up this absolute killer to then yeah. just kind of go, well, it didn't really matter anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, to, and I, th- I do agree with that. I, th- I think there's a challenge with Jade, because yeah, you have built somebody up to whatever, some whatever an O she's going to get to, whatever you know she's what twenty six, twenty seven and O. I think twenty seven. I think yeah. Um, so that is a challenge to to have somebody brand new come in and stop that. Mm. On the flip side, I would say um, you could make it. You could spin it into something believable, or or make it where it's. Somebody new coming in that Jade wasn't prepared for could blindside her in a way, and that's where the the excuses from the hill could come from. They cover for their loss in this, and mm. I think if Jade's blindsided by somebody she's not prepared for, because if she's doing, she's kind of doing, kind of like with the TNT title, you're doing this open challenge where anybody can come in and challenge for uh, for the for the title. Mm. You could come have somebody big come in and, and she doesn't see them coming, is not prepared, and she loses, and that's where the excuses come in is I wasn't ready for this. But if but if you did that, to your point, if you had somebody debut and stop Jade's undefeated streak, it would have to be somebody you were absolutely positive it was a big part of your future. Because if that's the person that stops Jade. Yeah. They have to be somebody that's that's going to be a major player in the women's division in AEW for a long time, and you know it can't just be, hey, we're going to hot shot this and see if it works out. It's got to be somebody that's that's ready. That being do, said, I do agree with you. I think the build up person has to be the one to beat Jade. I, I was just making a, a reasoning of what, how you could play that that debut mm. beating Jade, but I do agree. I think it has to be somebody built up like Ty Conti. Or yeah. like, like a red velvet, like I'd mentioned. The, the only um like other argument <clears throat> for it being somebody's coming in <clears throat> is if you want it to be like like a legit threat and it could possibly turn Jade Babyface at the same time, which I don't know if it's something we need just yet. Mm-hmm. Um is She's say she's just gone through everybody on the women's side. Yeah, everybody that will go for the CBS. So we won't yeah. include Brit or anything like that, but just like everybody else that's around that title. Yeah, she's gone through all of them. She is now literally like, come on, anybody mm-hmm. else? There is mm-hmm. somebody tied to AEW that might have been going into something, but no longer is, and might be a bit free. Who's that? Paige Van Zandt. Oh. Uh, you, you know? If you want to talk credible threat. 
MMA. Yeah. 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 If you want to talk like, you know, completely, you know, just know her. Yeah. Like, she could be off TV for months, not even appear up with anything. And in the moment that Jay's like, look, I'm, you know, thingy, whatever. And you can have, like, say, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky come out going, well, you know, we know something. She's like, well, you can't because you're, you know, guys. And then they just part and Paige Van Zandt just walks down, taps her out. Wow. And that would, it would be... It would be believable. Be believable, but, but it would change. It would make Jay the babyface instantly. Yeah. And, and it would. It still goes with that. It's you, you gotta. You would have to if if I'm Tony Khan, I, ha- I would have to be sure that Paige Van Zandt is with AEW for the long haul. Yeah, and, and that she's going to put in the work to become a. a a legit professional wrestler. Yeah. And this side of things before she's the one to knock off Jade. It's, mm-hmm. it's that same thing. Whoever beats Jade, whether it's a debuting person, I think that's the theme in what we're talking about. Really yeah. because of the streak she's on, it has to be somebody that you, you have big things for. In her, but her. the beauty with it being Paige Van Zandt is, is she can do all the work for it. Yeah. And yeah. nobody needs to know. True. And then she can just come in, literally ready to go. So and I do it. Yeah. So I think we both agree uh, that Jade needs to be the one to have somebody built up for. Right? Yeah. So, so the debut, if we're going to have somebody come out of nowhere that's not on the roster to 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 win to beat one of these ladies, it's going to be Serena Deeb. So, it. I mean, you could, like I mentioned, you could have Athena come in and debut as. Uh, I know it's crazy, but a rookie. Uh, you could have Tony Storm come in and debut as a rookie and beat you and beat Serena. You could have come in, yeah, and as, out. A, as a rookie, <laughs> Serena. Yeah. So there, there are some options there. Um, I, I'm still leaning towards uh, somehow. I still think this Serena Deeps thing is somehow leading to back to Hikaru Shida somehow. Um, just not sure exactly how we're going to get there with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure if, if she's just going to, you know, debut as a uh, come in as a rookie wearing a mask or something, mm-hmm. and and go that route. But um, but I, I do think it, of of the likelihood of somebody debuting and and stopping one of these ladies. Uh, agreed for sure. It's it's Serena. I think that's where you'd go. Yeah. Good question though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it just brings more light on this women's division this women's division has is heating has up really so well many good things going on outside of the AEW women's championship yeah. which by the way is looking to be an amazing match at revolution that match with yep. thunder rosa and and Britt baker looks to be awesome 100%. Um, so awesome questions good 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 stuff um so thank y'all so much for listening we hope these answers were entertaining that's all we tried to do uh <laughs> Most times they're not going to be all that informative coming from us two. Uh, yeah, they, they, they don't like take anything we say as like legit because we don't know but, what we're talking about. Well, one of us does, just like the, the intro yeah. says. One of us but does. Just which one? We'll let you decide. Yeah. All right. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening. Before you go, though, don't forget to check us out on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXABeard. You can follow me at Let the Beard Play, and you can follow Sarah. And strange underscore pixie. You can. All right. Y'all be good. 
Be good to each other, and we will see you on the next one. Uh, Bye-bye. Hey, well, he's not, and, I, and Pack, if you're listening, I'm not calling you small, dude. But, 